From WGCU News, I'm Amy Tardiff. In this week's StoryCorps of Southwest Florida, 85-year-old Abraham Coleman of Punta Gorda speaks to his friend Jaha Cummings about serving in the Korean War as an African-American, segregation in the military, and being active in the civil rights struggle alongside Malcolm X. I was uh, born here in Punta Gorda, but I left here when I was a young man. Your childhood was in New York? Yes, mostly. How was it? to adjust back to the laws of the South when you would come home, coming from New York? Well, it it was pretty hard, you know, like in New York, you know. I could go and do anything I wanted to do. And when I came back here, it was different altogether. Do you think that that, um, the change is what kind of led to your personality in terms of just resisting the injustices that you've seen? It was segregation. You really don't ever get used to segregation. You just have to go along with the program. How was it when you went to the military with the ideals that the country espouses and you went and fought and then come back to segregate? How did you deal with that? Oh, it took a long time because in the Army during that time, it was segregation in the Army because I went in the Army with July in 1947. Oh, wow. So it hadn't been integrated yet? No. Wow. So you fought in Korea? Yeah, I got two Purple Hearts in Korea. You never get used to it. I tried to forget a lot of things, you know, because mm. I saw things in the Army that you would never see out here, you know? Yes. You know, seeing little kids getting killed, you know. Mm. I was in the artillery. Yes. Where they had the big guns, you know? Yes. And the shell weighed 96 pounds. Really? And I remember very, very plainly that we shelled a, a little village early in the morning. I would say a hundred people in the village, women and, and children, because all the men, they had left and went to fight. So the next morning, we decided we'd go to this village and see what damage that we did. And when we got in the village, we heard this baby crying. And what happened when we shelled the village because over there, everybody carried their babies, children on their back, you know. Yes. What happened, the mother was dead, and the baby was still alive. And it's kind of hard for me to get over it. I understand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, war is war. My uncle said that his experience in the Navy in Korea as a sailor was worse than even the war for him on that boat in terms of the dynamics he saw between just the, the racial dynamics between, like, officers and uh, black sailors and things like that. Did you have similar experiences, or is the Army different than the Navy, you think? I suffer with PTSD now. Mm-hmm. Like in Japan, I spent four years in Japan. Really? Where? I was First, I was down in Gifu. Gifu. Really? Yeah. I've, I've been to Gifu. You've been to Gifu? Yes. I was in Gifu. All right. Four years in Gifu. In Nagoya. Yes. There was a base there? or Yeah, it was a base. They had a colored base, all black. Interesting. And they had a fence around this base, Camp Joe Washington Carver. That was in Kobe. Co- really? Kobe base, yeah. Kobe base was all black. I lived in Japan because that's the first place I felt actually free. You do? I felt I was in a place where I didn't have this preconceived world about me. There was no caste system that had to be upheld. It was very interesting. So that's why I had to go back. 
I mean, despite it not being as rough as when you grew up, I still found growing up that it was unacceptable in terms of how people related to each other. And I felt that also we made too much peace with this being like this. Because when I was a kid, there was in Tampa, the police were killing someone every weekend. Mm -hmm. And it was just the way it was. And I was like, no, well, if y'all are fine with this, I can't be here. I went back to New York. Oh. I was a little rebel when I went back. I was against everything. King. What did you think about King when you came back and were in this? What did you think about his philosophy versus your philosophy? No good. <laughs> if, you, if you wasn't Hap Rap Brown, mm. Malcolm X, and that crew, don't come to me. No. I understand. Well, you, New York, did you live in Brooklyn? I live in Harlem. In Harlem? Oh, so you were in the heart of it. Right in Every, Harlem. So you, you were near Malcolm X's mosque and everything. I used to belong to his mars. I knew Malcolm good. We was all associated together, you know. Yeah, I was a rebel. I go along with the program a little bit. Just for social purposes? That's it. I was a terrible guy. So what happened when Malcolm was killed? How did things change with you? The Sunday he got killed. Yes. I was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be there. The only reason why I was there, it was snowing, and it was real cold. And the day he got killed, I cried for two days. Malcolm, that was my man, main man. This interview with Abraham Coleman and Jaha Cummings of Punta Gorda was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people. This excerpt was selected and produced by me, Amy Tardif.